Welcome to the Earth Within podcast. I'm your host, Sophie French. This podcast is a place for expression and reflection around cyclical living, creativity, and embracing your own unique essence to be in tune with nature's rhythms. My mission is to help you earth your energy within and resource you back to self in order for you to feel radiant and empowered along your own journey in life, passions, and soul work. As a certified space holder and mentor, these are all concepts that I love to explore and importantly embody. And you are in the right place if you feel the same way too. Let's begin by taking a breath in through the nose and releasing with a beautiful exhale. I can't wait to share today's episode with you. within podcast it is such a blessing to have you on today thank you I'm so excited I'm yeah I just was so excited for this beautiful podcast it's been a long time in the making so I'm happy to be here I'd love to begin our conversation with what are you really enjoying at the moment what are you really loving I love this question I have been down the rabbit hole of human design lately Uh, for truly probably the last three or four months so that's really been a guiding force in my life at the moment just doing so much deconditioning unlearning um, and really just in each day thinking and saying to myself like what is authentic and true for me and how can I unlearn everything else so yeah (laughs) that's been just my absolute obsession at the moment um so yeah I'd have to say definitely human design yeah amazing I love human design so much I just think it's such a massive permission slip not that we need permission but it's just such an encouragement for our authentic truth and supporting ourselves to make those decisions in each moment you know day-to-day life accumulating decisions that are true to you is actually living your truth you know like it expands out to being a life of truth so um what is your human design I'd love to I am a mental projector so everything below my neck is just open um (gasps) so I have two two um two chakras that are colored in it's my throat and my Anya and um I recently got a reading from the daily rest Emmy Ray and she said to me she was like listen everyone's chart is beautiful but oh my god your chart is so unique and I was just like I know like the amount of therapy I've had over the years like (laughs) just learning and like trying to forge my own way that's so incredibly different um so it's just been such a blessing to me to really ask myself you know like in combination with embodiment embodiment is the same it really brings you back to yourself and to your wisdom and I feel like human design was the ticket the validation to say you're not crazy this is who you are this is how you operate in the world um so I'm really enjoying playing with those two um ideologies I suppose and mixing with them a lot it's been really enjoyable Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so here for that. Um, the mm-hmm. mixing and the um, making our own potions with the different modalities in life and what really resonates with our energy. And um, I'm a manifesting generator with a six, two line. So I'm just so experimental. Yeah. <laughs> like I will just want to 
go into a little hobby or a passion and then it stops feeling good and I know it like I know it so deep in my core Mm -hmm. and so human design for me has really brought out that ability to change my mind and not have to explain to everyone else like oh I don't really you know want to uh do whatever it might be Mm. I mean there's so many things I could be (laughs) but um or I really want to do this all of a sudden and it's just lighting me up so um yeah knowing how we can best, oh, I mean, knowing ourselves is trusting ourselves, and, and oh, it's just everything. So hearing you say, yeah, embodiment and bringing human design into that, um, it's a way to, again, like we're just coming back to that authenticity piece of just like yeah. being who we are. That's like the meaning of life, is it not? Like That's just beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's just that nice little permission slip. And as you said, we don't need permission, but just having someone say to you, like, I see you, this is here, um, I think has been just so hugely beneficial. So every day it's like, I'm asking myself, do I want this or have I been taught to want this? And do I actually want to do this practice or have I just been told that that's the practice that I should do? And it's just so joyful. I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it. I want to go into the feminine, like feminism being a leading principle for you and like how that comes into the sovereignty when you ask yourself those questions of like what do I really want to do and that that sort of conditioning I suppose of like is this really meant for me or is it what I should do I should do I wonder how that ties into um, feminist teachings that you love or Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, my feminist practices and principles that I've really been so beautifully leaning into, and I'd like to reference the work here of Kimberly George, who's just an incredible feminist and teacher and educator. And she's so also about, you know, embodied wisdom as well. So I I just love her work and I have to reference her here. Um, It's really about understanding that as women in particular, people who identify with women, our bodies have been scaffolded by these societal um, rules that we didn't actually sign up for. So patriarchy, you know, the hugest influence here, but we've also got capitalism and white supremacy, you know, a Western colonial view of life. And as women, we've been taught and as people in general to live in these societies unquestionably. And so these these, uh, societal rules are enforced on us and they're often traumatic. And I would argue that they're traumatic for everyone, regardless of the illusion of power that perhaps, you know, the white cis het male um, perceives that they gain from uh, the influence of patriarchy. And so it really does tie in a lot of saying like, is this for me? Is this not for me? And having the courage to sit with our bodies and to ask ourselves like, what am I feeling about this? Do I genuinely want to do this or am I being taught that that's what I want and I think that comes down to so many things an easy example with women is you know marriage or children or um, you know anything in that realm of like have I been taught that this is what I want or do I genuinely want that Um, so it is definitely something that's influenced by these structures that we live and work within and just trying to really have the courage and the vision to see through them and to work through them in our bodies um, has been huge for me. It's it's a life's work, definitely, but it's my greatest work at the moment, for sure. 
Um, I just think that's so interesting and I'm so curious to to hear more about the way that it relates to embodiment for you. Mm. Yeah, the relation between embodiment and feminism as a way of moving through or away from these systems like do you Mm. see it as a you know an antidote do you see it as yeah how is your relationship or perspective yeah between the two absolutely and for me this is why embodiment is just the most powerful thing in the world because you come with one one person comes to you with their body and their experience and their co-inherited you know emotions and genetics and all the things that have come with them and so it's really powerful because you can go through that person's body and you're working with their specific interpretation of the culture and the societal uh, influences such as patriarchy and so I have this lens when I'm working with people as an example of here yeah, I'll, I'll provide an example which might be easier I had a, a woman who came to me and she said that she just wasn't feeling very sensual um, and I was noticing through her words a lot of kind of blame um, self-blame and the more that we unpacked it her schedule was so intense because as a single mother, that's what she needed to be doing, you know, looking after her kids, doing the work, doing the study, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, she was like, I just don't feel sexual. And when you apply the lens of patriarchy and the lens of capitalism as well, it, it gives me the discernment when I'm working with people to be able to shift some of that blame and to guide them through understanding that this is individual, sure, and how this is manifesting in your individual behavior, but from a collective level, hey, let's just zoom out a little bit and see what got you here first. So it influences the way that I'm working with people as well. Um, but I also think something that really bugged me when I was first starting um, in this work as a feminine coach was seeing people online who kind of had a bit of a superficial way of working with the feminine energy. I was kind of, and I'm not saying that this is bad. I think this is needed in some respects, but um, in a lot of ways it ignores a lot of societal and um, individual problems that are really important. Like the roses and the lingerie and like the kind of like fawning to the masculine partner and that was what I was predominantly seeing in this feminine space and I think in a lot of ways that's gorgeous but it kind of lacks this nuance of how come women don't feel safe in their bodies how come women are disconnected from their bodies and why do we feel like we're just so disconnected from each other as well And so this community lens and the lens of the systems and hierarchies for me was like that missing piece. And I think, um, yeah, really helped inform me when I'm working with people to understand that just on a larger scale. Yeah. Oh, it's big stuff. I'm glad you're doing this. (laughs) Thank you from all of us. (laughs) It's amazing work, Ella. Oh my gosh. It's, um, I love how you gave that example as well. And having had an embodiment session with you, um, it is just such a beautiful gift to bring um, people home into the, into their bodies to feel. And, you know, you said about the the self-blame and acknowledging where that could have been instilled in, in that woman from, from external sources. And that like almost, you know, is just with the self-blame topic or maybe a different topic if there's one um, that's more fitting, but 
you know, is the idea to feel it and, and, um, you know, embrace it and come into wholeness. And then in that way, do we then lead our lives from a different place, from a different system almost, you know, like, is it? Yeah, absolutely. So from my perspective, it's about, um, and again, Kimberly George, I heard her say in her teachings the other day, feminist work is grief work. And I loved that because I think it's so true in this work. And I'm currently kind of putting together um, a, a package which kind of goes into this a little bit more detail, but it's about acknowledging the systems that are in our predominant cultural upbringing and background, seeing how they've shaped us today, feeling the weight of their oppression because they are oppressive and they will be oppressive to people you know, in different ways, depending on what minority groups that you're in. Mm. And then also through that work, coming to understand yourself, peeling back the layers of saying like, okay, I've been acting this way because this, you know, patriarchy taught me that in order to be a woman, I had to do this, or in order to be a good woman, I had to dress this way. So we look at that, we undo that, we peel back all those layers, and then we come into ourselves in a way that's renewed and almost reborn to say like, okay, I don't need those things anymore. I can see how they're influencing me uniquely in my own world. And here's how I can kind of pave the way in a different way. Mm. So for me, it's really about just like going deep into that work and coming out very transform transformatively, really. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. I wonder what it might feel like to be on the receiving end of an embodiment session. Yeah, definitely. So I think embodiment is one of those things where people are kind of like, great, so what is embodiment? <laughs> and I probably understand because it's this really nebulous and vague topic. And I also, um, in case any listeners are interested, I've actually written up what embodiment and somatic work is on my website. Um, so I'll link that as well for you because I think it's a really helpful resource. Um, embodiment session is basically using somatic tools and somatic is at the it's a body-based sensation-based approach to healing so when we do an embodiment session what I'm actually interested in once we kind of get through the nitty-gritty of like what do you want to work through today and what's you know what are you facing at the moment we move through the sensations of the body so you know maybe you're feeling anxious about something well where's that anxiety in your body can you tell me where it's located how does that feel what's the sensation doing and so we get you really like out of the head focused on the body feeling into the body and naturally as you focus on a sensation and you allow it to be there and you feel it new sensations will come through and it's actually this process of like very delicately like unwinding and unbinding the nervous system because as you know we live in this fast-paced capitalist society which is very much like you can't feel what you're feeling and so an embodiment session is like well, let's help you feel that because everything that we suppress doesn't go away. It just stays in the nervous system. And that's why sometimes we have these like symptoms that keep coming up, like maybe a tense tension in the back of my shoulder for like three or four days. That is my body's way of saying to me, like, Hey, there's something unacknowledged here. We need to kind of go into it. Mm -hmm. And so an embodiment session is really about, you know, moving through the emotional spectrum and the somatic spectrum of the body. And you, you know, for people, People that haven't experienced it it really is nothing short of magic I remember when I did my first one I just was crying the whole time because I was like I just didn't know I had all this in me to feel and all of these insights kind of came through and 
you know, it just, it's really about allowing the body to kind of speak to you. And that's why I always say it's about coming back to your authenticity Mm. because it's, you listen to yourself in a way that you have never given yourself permission to listen. And it's just there. The answer is there. You can't, you know, you have your answer. You can do whatever you want after it, but at least you were given it. So um, that's probably the best way I could describe it, I think. Oh, I'm just smiling like ear to ear. And it's just such magic. Like you say, coming back to our body's wisdom, our inner knowing, our inner landscape, like no matter what words you use, we know the feeling like so deeply in our core like when we arrive at you know it might be a sentence for some people it might be a um a feeling of the body it might be an image or you know people receive you know their intuition or their inner knowing in in variety of different ways but coming home to that is I'm just like getting tingles I just think it's it's our way forward it's our guide and and yet I want to really bring in a deep reverence for how you're guiding that you know there's this space and there's this capsule of trust of sacred space of um you know similar to when I'm working with clients too through energetic practices and you could say that especially like EFT tapping is a form of that emotional freedom and and like really zooming in on um through the body the different pieces that come through as you journey around like I love how you said it it's like an um I don't know, I think you said an unraveling or, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's this journey we go on and, and, you know, as well, there's that ability to be held through it, that we're going to more likely, um, oh, I'm trying to get the balance of this, of saying of what I mean. It's like, I'm imagining us walking a pathway and we know the pathway and we, we form it ourselves, but there's almost like these beautiful boundaries um, that come from held space with someone else that like help us nudge us along the path or like, it's like, Oh, there's a big tree there. (laughs) Better watch out. Or like, you know, we're just sort of nudged along this path and it's so nice because then you can like, like rest a little while and be like, Oh, I feel so nurtured because of this person, because of this modality. Um, And so I suppose I'm just, holding those two truths there of like yes it's your inner knowing but also yes it helps to be supported through (laughs) (laughs) through it right because you know if it was so easy to come into union with our inner wisdom we all be doing it (laughs) we all be doing it right and like it would just be you know and these I suppose then like it's the illumination of it and it's the the flex of knowing it's there and it's like maybe then can it filter into your life like how do you feel now having you know um, been working as a beautiful feminine embodiment coach like how that filters into your day-to-day life like what does it look like for Ella to be like moving through (laughs) you know her day and do you receive like you know your body's wisdom as well like then definitely definitely I would say like every day evolves in terms of what I knew about embodiment each day is an evolution of that from the day before and it really is like a devotion and a practice that is lifelong for me it's about being able to recognize the subtle sensations and emotions when previously I would have discounted them Mm. and it's you know as an example I remember a couple weeks ago I just felt like it was just whisper this little nudge of like dissatisfaction about this um very small 
irrational, not irrational, but just a very small circumstance. And it just was there. And previously I would have gone to the mind and be like, it was nothing. Don't worry about it. Ignore it. Just move on. Keep going on with your day. But for me, it was like, no, I'm going to like really listen to this and move through this. And I gave myself, you know, 45 minutes of just like going through an embodiment practice and genuinely like releasing it from the body. And there was like shame and like disappointment and like past experiences, like all laid into this tiny sense of just an ick, I would say. It was just a little ick that I had to go through. And I just like went out and, you know, gave myself permission to feel it. And it was just the most freeing thing because previously I was the most disembodied person in the whole world my body couldn't even feel my body and so it's just an example of really like allowing yourself to be so truthful Mm. in your day-to-day about what you're feeling and what you're experiencing and also listening to the guidance of your body saying like hey I don't know about this or hey I think you should really go for this when previously Mm. the mind is like well I think it should be this way and so you do it that way Um, so there's that freedom and also just I think like having practices that are really um, healing for me like I have an embodiment practice at the end of each day and it's just it's a resource it's a tool it's something that I draw on and I think honestly I've never felt more peaceful and alive and joyful in my body and for me that's just the best outcome in the world. Oh, absolutely. I agree. That's just, that's amazing. You're feeling the juiciness of life and letting it flow through you and, you know, acknowledging the humanness as well. Like we're, we're here as humans to feel all of the different emotions, whether we like them or not, like whether they're enjoyable or not, you know, anger's there, welcome it in, um, you know, shame, guilt, they're there, you know, and we, we're sort of taught over time to, um, I mean, you know, growing up, I, I was anyway that it's just like just quickly put them to the side and like get mm-hmm. on with it um you know they're not useful to you you like just whoa, whoa, whoa keep them away and yeah. yeah coming into this um realm of self-determined or independent healing and I say healing like very sensitively mm. um it's so empowering to know you can welcome all of you in and that you are here to experience all the different emotions and so it's so nice just to hear of your um yeah that that almost yeah just incredibly empowering experience of the other day just knowing there was that ick there there was something there to feel and then allowing yourself to feel it knowing that it's not wrong knowing um that it's just there to potentially um gift you wisdom or gift you insight about something going on in in your life and um, that's just so it's almost like a language you know your body's language I always say like embodiment is the language of the nervous system it really is and I just wanted to speak to your comment as well about like you know you're kind of taught up as you grow older to like oh you know anger blah 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 like get rid of that that's also another symptom of like this capitalist society it's like unproductive to feel Mm. because if we felt the hatred or if we felt the grief then maybe we'd know that the job wasn't working or maybe we'd know that the partnership was not right for us and we'd have to you know spend time working through that so the embodiment work is just it really goes hand in hand with dismantling these systems and doing the work in the individual body to produce the collective healing and again you know healing is said sensitively as well 
it's really like it it feels like small work but to me I just think it's the most countercultural work that we can be doing to on the way to this community healing I just yeah Yeah. it's so important it is so important you're so right the potency of it is unfathomable to like you know on a personal level like you say it's it's individual practices that lead to collective change in my work that I do is like having reverence for yourself will then allow you the capacity to have reverence for mother earth, which we need to care for just like we need to care for ourselves. And I think, you know, like bringing those all in, you know, embodiment, energetics, creativity, um, coming into our power. It is, it is empowering the individual to like create meaningful, positive change, moving away from the systems that are oppressive, that, yeah, uh, are based on productivity when I just don't know (laughs) why we went there with that. We had all the options. It was capitalism. Why? (laughs) I know. I know. And so with this, I I would love to touch on, and if you'd like to share Mm. your, your insights or how you feel about this, when we're speaking to feminine teachings feminist um principles Mm. and embodiment like how can we as multiple genders experiences um a variety of souls in the world like is this for everyone you know like Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about your feminine and masculine um union or like invitation to embodiment like how how does that feel Absolutely. And I always say, and I have put such an emphasis on this over time because, you know, from my hangover of the feminine coaching industry, which, you know, is can be really productive, but in a lot of ways can also be quite harmful from what I've seen. The feminine and the masculine is for all genders, if that's something that you're interested in like you don't have to surrender to a feminine energy if you're not interested in that it's not the only way forward um but I think this work is for everyone in that patriarchy has suppressed the feeling and the emotions and the ability to be cyclical and creative and chaotic a little bit in all of our bodies regardless of what body you live in Mm. and so embodiment work if it calls to you is healing regardless of whatever gender you you're in Mm. but I think regardless as a collective as a whole earth (laughs) we all really need to welcome in more of this feminine energy and when I say feminine energy I don't necessarily mean you know like wearing lingerie and like (laughs) surrendering to whatever it is that you mean I mean like being earth-centered I mean having a focus on the interconnectedness of all of us and and community as well empathy compassion and just reverence for each other in the earth like and slowing things down like really just saying like why are we on a race to be the biggest and best and all the best things you know like let's really just tone it down and I think all of us and the earth really needs that medicine right now more than anything yeah I couldn't agree more it's Mm. especially as you speak to cycles um something I am so Mm -hmm. here for (laughs) we are innately cyclical just by being alive like we're living a life cycle as we speak Um, and so yeah I really love how it's so welcoming it's not you don't have to be a woman to have you know a feminine embodiment practice or Mm -hmm. agree with feminist um, principles it's actually Mm -hmm. part of yeah, like you said, if it calls to you, 
of course, you know, potentially it's meant for you. If not, there's so many other ways, like you say, to engage in more of a feminine centered way of life. In whatever way that looks like for you too, because I feel like, you know, you Instagram, classic Instagram, so beautiful, but can be, you know, if you think of it as the almighty, it can be a little bit detrimental because feminine is what way does that look in your life? Like, mm-hmm. how do I want to embrace the feminine and what does it mean to me? For me, as, as I already kind of touched on, it's like the permission to live cyclically. It's, you know, being in touch with the earth and my body and being in touch with other bodies and you know caring in a community sense like that is what feminism is for me that's the feminine energy it's slow it's nurturing it's honoring the timing it's understanding that bigger is not always better and we don't need to scale and (laughs) yes as you were saying that um before I had like this massive um like yes aha moment of it yeah more is not always more or better Mm -hmm. it's like less can be more or like slower can be better and it's just leaning into these alternative ways that actually you know I I like try and hesitate of using the word alternative because it's like can can this be the norm you know can can we not be weird for feeling our feelings for um you know there's no more woo-woo to be embodied and to be inspired or to be creative like to fully own um you know the cycles that you move through or the seasons of the year like just that is not weird like we are normal Ella (laughs) and I totally agree with you I was thinking of that just before we spoke like you know the fact that is menstrual leave like something that we should bring into Australia even a question that like women are hormone you know hormonally different we cycle through different hormonal things over that monthly period Mm this we're still being punished for having a body do you know what I mean like that's just where we're at at the moment and as you say it's not woo woo it's not weird it's not alternative this is a normal way to be it's just Mm. that you know our western colonial uh society has basically stamped that out and said you know no none of that that's all fluff and I think really this work is about saying it's not fluff it's really grounded it's really important it's based in science not that we should need it to be but it is based in science and you know this is how I want to live from from here on out like that's the permission we need oh yes um as you were speaking there's something that came to mind and it's um Rupi Kaur's poem you want to keep the blood and the milk hidden as if the womb and breast never fed you, fed you. I know every time I'm like, everyone in the whole world, the whole earth, the evolution of the earth is down to the womb, the menstrual cycle and the breast milk, like the life, the nourishment that comes from, that is birthed through women. It's, I wonder as, yeah, as you recapped on, why we potentially have, you know, feeling this way because of our Western um, mm. society and the, the culture, this paradigm that we're sort of in, this patriarchy. And I feel like, and I wonder what it feels like to you, why did they <laughs> choose that? And is it to remove the power, you know, like from, from, from women and then coming into, because all I see and keep hearing intuitively is bringing home the power to us ourselves and being sovereign beings and being self-determined and so yeah I'd love to hear your thoughts on that almost like you know why didn't they want to empower absolutely and I hope I don't butcher the history of this because I'm kind of going off my own um 
brain and I also before I go into that just want to say that when we're talking about power here we're talking and I'm saying Sophie and I we're talking about this power that is innate and Mm -hmm. it's not power over it's power with Um, and it's not this hyper masculine form of power that we see in Hollywood movies it's really just autonomy and sovereignty so I just wanted to have that little caveat in there And I think for me, and I've done so much research into trying to understand, as you say, like, where did this all, where did this all happen? For me, it traces back to the witch hunts in Europe. And I think that's a really important time because we all carry this in our bodies as women. Mm -hmm. You know, if we have that heritage, I'm white. So somewhere along the line, you know, that definitely goes back there as a white person, a white body person, the women were seen as in harmony with the earth. And we also had this time of the churches and the Catholic and the Christian church, and they had God, which was through someone else. So we had the Pope or the priest and to see and to speak with God, you had to go through the church, but women were very tied to the earth. They had their sacred rituals, their practices, and they experienced God through themselves. So there's a power imbalance here. Mm. And really what has to ha- what, what happened was they said, you know, this is, this is risky for the church to have women experience God through themselves, to have their own power. How do we take that power away from them in a way that is lasting and, you know, can't come back from really? Mm. Because, you know, the church is, I'm sure everyone listening would understand, you know, not the most (laughs) anti-corrupt place in the world, especially back um, in that era. So basically, to me, it comes down from the witch hunts. How do we take the power away from the women so that, you know, God is through us so that we don't lose our power? It's that fear. And so that persecution and rape and pillaging of hundreds of thousands of women because of who they were just completely ruined it and that fear still lives within within us today like oh how can I show myself as a spiritual woman can I show myself as someone that's tied to the earth like that is very much still alive within us today so from a white-bodied perspective it definitely comes from that and you know Australia has been colonized and so that mentality taken to the indigenous people of this land who Mm. you know indigenous people have such a beautiful respect and reverence for the earth and each other and autonomy and so they know all of this and I also just want to say that as a caveat like this embodiment and the wisdom and everything that I'm speaking about indigenous cultures have known this for centuries and as white body people we're kind of catching up and now learning like hey they really knew what they were talking about um so yeah I just wanted to make that point really clear that I think it's really important that as white body people we we pay our respects to the the things that we're talking about and the way that we're educating people that you know I never want to overstep my boundaries and to claim something that's, you know, been known for centuries. But for me, it really comes down to that. It's the Catholic church. It's, it's, you know, religion, monotheist religions in general that have said, you know, women pose a threat to us. How do we remove that threat? And so now as a modern woman, we're just sitting here going, okay, well, how do I, you know, move through all of this mess and reclaim my power again? Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's really important um, 
like you said, to pay respects to the wisdom that is long known and long felt and um, through Indigenous cultures and over time and in our ancestors too, uh, like through our I'm European lineage and, you know, knowing that there's this trauma stored in my body from the witches, the grandmas, the um, healers, the potion makers like before me is mm. just, you know, holding that compassion for ourselves. I know I'm just speaking personally that, you know, no wonder it's hard sometimes sharing my soul work. No wonder it's hard sometimes, you know, being like, no, I am going to take this five-hour treatment, spa treatment or something, like, you know, like we're just remembering like we've got a lot to, to yeah. move through. And this is why it's so important, the work that you're doing and offering and, and gifting people to come back mm-hmm. home to themselves, to their power, um, to, to truly be who they are, whoever that is, you know, no matter the gender or um, experience that they're having, you know, you don't have to feel even this is just coming through. So I'm just going to go there. But yeah. it, I mean, embodiment isn't just to feel the sad emotions or like mm-hmm. the heavy emotions, right? Like, can you have embodiment practices where like, I'm totally changing gear now. I just feel like there's also a heaviness to, it's like, oh gosh, we've got to undo the patriarchy and like, blah, but like also what is the what's the lightness what what is the real you know the inspiration that comes through embodiment like have you got any stories you'd like to share where you know it's helped you feel oh just like I don't know any emotions that you love or sensations but I'd love to go into yeah this this lightness and the reason why we would choose to feel embodied yeah absolutely and I thank you so much for guiding that because I think that's so important because there is so much emotional labor and it can feel really intense and really hard and like my moon's in Scorpio I love that but I think (laughs) we're here for hours talking about the depths of the patriarchy and the intensity give me the the wounding like I'll talk about it for years but um and this is something that I'm also putting together in my um, package as well because I was like how do I you know I love the magnetism I love the joy I love the pleasure but how do I get there in a way that's really true and authentic because we can't just skip right over that stuff like there it's there we got to go through it um so that you know that's part of the journey that I'm walking through is like density and the emotional labor but also like let's get through to the pleasure and the sensuality Mm -hmm. and the joy of being in a female body because as someone I had just such a tumultuous journey with my body and I didn't love it I didn't love being a woman I hated it to now be in a place where, you know, I, I, every moment is joyful and I don't have a big aha moment necessarily, but so many times where I'll sit down at the end of the night before I go to bed and my practice and I'll just do, you know, my somatic flow and I'll have the candles on and I just sit there and just like hold myself and I'm feeling emotional thinking about it and just thinking like, I just, I feel alive. Like every part of me is like electric and there's just a pleasure and a sensuality of like with the everyday, you know, like I, it's just cool. Yeah. Like I light a candle and I'm like, so grateful for this like beautiful, seemingly, you know, small task of the day. It, and like to be in communion, I suppose, with the female form too, to say, I love this body. I love her no matter what she looks like. I love being in this female form. There is that, there's a possibility of that. And it's also about understanding what is being a woman to me 
and how does that woman show up in the world and what do I want from this life and what can feel joyful too so there's all of that spectrum available to us as well it's not just the depth and the pain so thank you definitely for bringing that up because it's really important I don't think a lot of people would probably say you know I don't want to just sit in the grief forever so absolutely just yeah bringing in the bothness of it and and Mm. the beauty of it and it's so nice to hear and I just got chills and was there with you like the Mm. lighting of a candle and the magic that is in that and just Mm. the, the presence I just heard this you know supreme presence in in day-to-day life with you know because sensuality it's it's you know it's a feminine forward Mm. sensation but like sensuality is just engaging the senses which we have so many you know we're eating and we're engaging our taste and then we're you know I'm putting on like calming music which I just love like I need something on in the background all the time so I'm just like and you know engaging senses in different ways and then smell like the incense is on and so you know engaging in everyday sensuality is is not just like hip circles potentially which also (laughs) love a good hip circle situation (laughs) amazing movement and like but it's not just like you said the lingerie I think just before in the conversation Mm -hmm. about um removing the idea of what you think like Mm -hmm. in being an embodied woman is and then just replacing it with the truest connection of the feeling you know and 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 yeah I just think that it can be so simple and and slow and I love the way that you share on Instagram and there's those moments that you like invite us into of like your gratitude for the day or the you know for this beautiful area of your home or um you know I just like I'm imagining the incense and the candles and seeing that and it's just so nice to witness the beauty of life like we're here for that we're here for it all but you know we really need to remember we're here to meet the beauty of life too I totally agree and I think like you know I heard uh somewhere on Instagram maybe Jenna Zoe was like the purpose of being alive is to feel joy and I feel like you know capitalism makes us think that the purpose of life is to have a beautiful job and to make all this money and have all the cars and blah 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 blah. but really like spiritually we're just here to like be with the earth be with each other evolve and grow and to feel joyful Mm -hmm. and embodiment has really given me the platform to do that to be in a body to meet each day to feel all the emotions and to be able to navigate what it is to be a human in the simplest way and the most beautiful way so I used to think that oh that's not like a good enough outcome to give people and then I thought I have been waiting 25 years to get to this point I think that's a fantastic outcome so that's where I am now oh I think that that's just the most beautiful way to to round off just Mm. the reverence for everyday sensuality like embracing our power, coming home to ourselves um, and witnessing you in this moment, like having that be a reality for you. Like it's just so wonderful. So I'm really celebrating you and honouring you and the brevity and conviction it takes to walk this um, pathway in, in a leadership role, in a, you know, sitting next to people role. It takes a lot. So um love the work you do love all your wisdom thank you so much for sharing it you're so welcome it's just been so much fun I love talking I could talk all day so (laughs) such a joy thank you amazing um could you let us know potentially like 
how people can come into your world like what is what is the way you're inviting people into your world at the moment absolutely so at the moment I've got two offerings I have my um, 90 minute embodiment session which is just kind of a once-off or as you need uh, session Um, and so you can go to that through my website which is also linked on my Instagram and as I mentioned I'm kind of putting together this three-month container at the moment so I have a wait list on my website so if you're interested have a read through and um, I'll be in contact in the next couple of how do we find you today lovely um you can find me on my website ellacottrell.com and I'm sure you can link that because my last name is a bit of a hassle to remember um and also ella l cottrell at um, instagram as well (gasps) amazing thank you so much beautiful ella thank you thank you so much for joining me from wherever you are in the world I've loved having you with me If you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to message me on Instagram or even share this episode to your stories and tag me. You can also rate and review my podcast to help it reach more ears and hearts around the world. Okay, my love, until next time, be well and remember to take moments to earth your energy within. Mm